Hello, welcome to episode number 205 of the Nerve Pro Podcast. Oh my god, we are on a roll. Dog is staring at me, looking sad. Anyway, uh, distractions. There uh, is some things you might uh, notice about this episode. It's going to cut off very weirdly near the end, and that is because we actually, uh, the memory card on the recording device ran out of memory. Uh, so there's going to be a very sharp, hopefully not a very sharp, I'm going, I'm going to edit it, uh, but you're going to notice a little bit of a, a, a chop at the end of this uh, episode because of that. Also, uh, I have a feeling, uh, and you also will notice because there's a lot of laughter and people making fun of me, uh, I am 95% sure I stuck my foot in my mouth on several occasions in this particular episode. So, uh, if you have corrections or you're upset uh, by any way that I have put my foot in my mouth in this episode, please hit us up. Let us know that you're listening. Uh, even if it is to curse me out or anything like that, uh, so long, I don't care about jokes, jokes uh, at my expense so long as they are funny, well-done jokes and not lazy. So, uh, yeah, uh, at NerdProQuo on Twitter and uh, NerdProQuo at gmail.com. There is also on the site itself, uh, the Squarespace site, which is uh, posted, uh, that is now my personal site. It's not the NerdProQuo site, uh, just because I, I haven't had time to update them through the NerdProQuo site. And if you are subscribed to this podcast, it's very likely you are getting it through the uh, the feed that comes from my personal site and not from the NerdProQuo site. So... Yeah, uh, there is a way that uh, on that site, I, I believe as well, that you can respond to it. Uh, also, you know, hiking pictures uh, and art going up on my Instagram if you're interested in uh, checking that out. There's going to be both on my personal Instagram and also that is uh, uh, at Martin Jamie C. Uh, and also probably on the NerdPoco Twitter and very likely on the NerdPoco site and my personal site, there's going to be a uh, – in the new year, there's going to be a new project that's going to be going up uh, that I've been uh, working on for a while uh, and some new stuff that's going to be happening in the new year. I don't know exactly when those things are going to happen in the new year. Uh, you know, life and COVID have interrupted uh, everything. Also, a little correction on this. We did uh, briefly address the whole uh, Letitia Wright uh, sort of anti-vax uh, controversy. I don't think any of us really gone into detail about it, but the one correction I want to make, uh, make is I don't believe she is actually an evangelical uh, Christian. She is a Christian. She does talk about God a lot. Uh, we do address that. Uh, if you know anything about that story uh, and you look into the, vo the video she actually posted, man... Uh, either she didn't know what she was posting, didn't do enough due diligence on it, which is what I'd like to believe, or, uh, like, she didn't watch the whole video or really watch enough of the video focusing on what the guy was actually saying, uh, or she actually believes all that stuff. If it's A, man, people need to learn, not just celebrities, need to learn to operate social media better. Uh, still, you would think people would have figure, figured it out by this uh, time, but they still have not. Uh, or if she actually believes all that stuff, then it's like, ugh. That's even worse. If she actually believes all that stuff, it's, it's the latter. It's even worse. That's all I'm really going to say about that. There's no music 
uh, on this just again because I, I, I do have music uh, that came from Polly Lipman that I'd been using. I was going to switch it up. I'll probably go back to that at some point. Uh, this intro is already way too long for this episode. Just, so just enjoy this episode, episode number 205 of the Nerdfuckle Podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. Situation and oh, okay, we, we are definitely on. Oh, wow, I, I'm we're super hot right now. All right. <laughs> oh, that snapped right off, didn't it? Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're, you're good. It's just that one of these little buttons apparently snapped off. Maybe it's in my bag right now. I can still adjust the volume. It's just wow, that's loud. Okay, that's why that's so loud. There we go. Still a decent amount of feedback. But that's because Rich hasn't joined in yet. So, yeah. We have Clone Wars in the background right now. Uh, you can kind of hear it in the background. No, no, you, you, that's your mic. Okay. We're just going to leave that in front of him, in front of the screen. <laughs> All right, let's, you want it to play in the background or I guess. Well, I'm not up to this part, right, so, so maybe not. <laughs> it's not exactly spoiling, but. Okay. Get um. Hey, what's up? What's up? Um. It's Christmas time. Sure. Yay. Um. Well, it's not quite Christmas time. It's I almost. Mean, it I mean, it's 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 the, it's, it's, it's the it's month. December. I I I get offended by people who get started with Christmas preparation in November. Uh, but now is the appropriate time. You know, it's been like. 20 odd years since I've last celebrated Christmas so okay. I've had a <laughs> shitty I've had like a shit right now I've had a shitty attempt at a decorating where I have garland with lights around the entryway to my living room. I didn't even see I that will, okay <laughs> I will get like a, I've targeted a mini Christmas tree to put on top of my bookcase uh, but that's going to be the extent of my Christmas we, we, we have a, a, a lot of Christmas lights up um, we also have a Santa hat on our on our uh, our pumpkin light from uh, just as a joke. I was just like, why don't we just leave the Halloween decorations up? And we didn't leave all of them up. He's uh, Dan switched out, uh, put up a bunch of Christmas decoration. But uh, as one thing, we left up this little light up like pumpkin pumpkin made out of lights, and then he just stuck a Christmas hat. Oh. <laughs> so now. No, it's a Chris. I mean, it's a Christmas pumpkin. It kind of is. I mean, if you yeah. love Nightmare Before Christmas, it is definitely in. There you go. Keeping. Which I do. Uh, it's also so because um, we're probably not going to do this next week. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent on that. I might be out of town. We'll see what happens. Sure. Uh, this is also a, my, the quote-unquote birthday podcast as well. So. Oh shit! Yeah. Your birthday, dude. Thursday. Okay. Any plans? I sort of. I might. I might be out of town. 
next weekend. That's that's about it. Now, are you going to do the responsible thing and do something remote, or you're going to try to like keep things My, like a small? Well, what I'm trying, what I'm going to try to do. Cuomo won't listen in on this. No, 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 no. I'm not actually. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why we're why I'm saying this to the internet on the podcast. But no, wait. Uh, what's probably gonna happen? Internet needs to know. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, yeah. It's, I'm trying to do like little individual things with people, like okay. podcasts. Uh, most likely, if I do end up going away this weekend, I will. Uh, I'm going to uh, hit you guys up like that, like monday or that following weekend right. maybe or like during the week just like either meeting up people with people remotely or meeting up with people in like twos and fuse like like this basically okay. like what we're doing now because right. uh, as uh, number one you just uh, trying to get a bunch of people together not a great idea even if i you know and trying to figure out who could make it and who couldn't and like where we're gonna have i was just like you know too much brain power yeah. um i've just i'm going to reach out to people who i want to see uh and then try and figure out times to see those people and okay. that's and that's like you know that's you guys basically Yay. um i i don't like I, said, I don't know when that's gonna be i'll probably reach out to everyone on thursday just to be like because if i don't end up going away then definitely like that okay that Friday we'll probably do this, okay. um, and maybe over the weekend I'll like just just to not have to try and do the thing in like COVID or not, but especially because of COVID of trying to get a bunch of people together. I'd rather just be like, okay, when do you have free? Okay, I'll go see you then. <laughs> we'll get together then. Like, right. it's just too much. Well, uh, we'll definitely touch base beforehand. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's been like, I've been, like, I had to balance things out, it, you know, put out some good karma, because I've been, like, very selfish over the last few weeks. Um, I've been back into, like, gaming some more, so... Yeah, I saw you, got, you finally got the, the five. Do, do, not, do not understand how hard I've been hunting. <laughs> and losing every day. <laughs> hunting where every day I just get a big fat L. I wait online. <laughs> I'm in a queue to get a PS3, PS5. Nope, no more. Or even even worse, I put it in my cart online. Yeah. And then magically it disappears. Sure. Someone, you do not know how hard I've been searching for this shit. And, you know, after getting a Nell last night, I was uh, doing some after school program and a colleague was telling me that she knows someone at PC Richards and she told me the. A four on one on how to get it, and this morning, bam, that shit worked. Huh? It was so easy. You do not know how much stress I've been in trying <laughs> to get. I get it. It's a fucking video game system, but you know what? This is the time of COVID. You need to do shit that makes you happy. All right? Yeah, There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. Know? So that's been like my focus, and I finally ordered it. So it's like, it's I've been really. I've been really cheery today, you know. No, no, that's, I've been really that's, cheery. That's fair. Uh, yeah, um, you know, we put up Christmas. Dan put because he was like a lighting tech. Puts up like Christmas lights, uh, and we put up a, a menorah uh, because we're both technically Jews. So technically, the whole Christmas thing to us is just like, well, you know, you Christians have your fun. 
and you non-Christians have your commercial fun. We we are the people who, uh, in in very in very Jewish fashion, our holiday is uh, we celebrate the fact that the oil lasted more than a couple days. We and I, we we hey, look the the oil lasted longer than we thought it would. I that's mean, the holiday. I, that's I, our I, holiday. I've learned that a lot of the holidays is about like remembering suffering and tragedy, and always remember that no matter how good you have it. It was worse. So it's yeah, kind of, yeah. It's you can't really be too happy during yeah. the holidays because you're reminded that hey, you gotta hunker down and you gotta be be thankful that. I mean, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, know about that because I, I, I get the impression that Kwanzaa is actually a several celebratory thing, or maybe it's a celebratory because of years of famine. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not an expert on Kwanzaa. We, uh, we all kind of just. All I know is that we have to shop from uh, black-owned businesses. That's the only thing about Kwanzaa that I do. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. There was a nowadays. I don't think those black-owned businesses are open. Yeah, as a, a result of the it's, economy. It's uh, there was a small period of time that I actually they 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 comes and goes where I actually remember what Kwanzaa is supposed to be be about, and also there comes and goes where I remember exactly when Hanukkah is. I don't know which days it actually is. So technically, I'm a you know I I'm only a technical Jew and I'm a terrible technical Jew at at that rate. So I it's yeah yeah by the amount of bacon that you eat yeah oh, I mean look <laughs> yeah 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 no exactly um but other than that so you have been watching you're now past where I was on in Clone Wars yeah I mean the Mandalorian I mean I've that's been on my radar for a long time um, it was on mine. For a really long time, um, too. As you all know, if you've been paying attention to the second season of The Mandalorian, you realize that you have to watch it's, it's, Clone Wars. It's basically and a, 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 Rebels. Rebels. It's basically a giant live-action advertisement for Clone Wars yes. in a lot of ways. And then I've read something. Uh, someone mentioned online that Clone Wars is actually a patch for the George Lucas prequels. To yes. make it <laughs> more palatable. Yes. And I just realized that is a perfect way of describing what Clone Wars and Rebels is. Kind of like an improvement on the flaws of what George Lucas they, So basically, it fl- Clone Wars fleshes out all the stuff that seemed like it was out of the blue or not contextual or like... Uh, there's so much stuff that may, that is in Clone Wars that was just like so someone I forget who it was but there is uh there's another podcast or like a YouTube uh channel where like they go through every Star Wars movie like minute to minute uh and those guys got a hold of like the uh I think it was those guys or some it was some podcast some Star Wars like podcast where they like they actually got a hold of the like the the pre shoot like scripts um and it the, there was apparently like a lot of decisions that George made as like a director there was just like oh you if you had just taken out these this 10 minute like pointless chase scene or whatever and added in that 15 seconds of dialogue that you cut out in favor of this giant set piece uh whole swaths of this would have made more sense or there was like here's a 
a whole shit ton of exposition that was really terrible that like you go into Clone Wars and it's just like, oh, they made that make so much more sense. <laughs> that really boring, weird scene in the diner. In a fucking diner. Uh, in, I think it's in Clone Wars, actually. Uh, no, Attack no. Attack of the Clones, you mean? No, it's not in Attack of the Clones. It, it is, no, no, no. It's it's in the first, uh, it's in, the because sh- it's, it's Qui-Gon. It's Qui-Gon, so it has to be. Uh, uh, um, Jesus Christ! We're, yeah, we're old people. We're, we're, <laughs> we're having. Forgive a, us. Um, uh, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I tried to watch that. That's a piece of shit. Still. It's it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. To, I tried to because there have been some. Ish, um. Yeah, I think there's been like uh in that episode where we were talking about with the whole the planet. Yeah. Those. Qui-Gon got in there and that seeing him again yeah you know made me want to rewatch uh the Phantom yeah. Menace and-, and the funny thing is just as like a so like it is it's it's either I'm 90% sure it's actually Lee, they actually got Liam Neeson to do the voice or it's someone doing which they could have also just as easily gotten someone who could do a Liam Neeson yeah. because if you look at the people aside from maybe uh, the guy who plays Anakin and the woman who plays Ahsoka, everyone on this show who does voices can do like everyone else. Yeah. Everyone else's voice. Yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> the one who plays Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't know who the actor is. James Arnold Taylor. It, he does a spot up job. Yeah. Um, he got in trouble for uh, accidentally, not accidentally, but for being, for being dumb enough to sign up for an account for one of those like social media sites that ended up being like a far right wing thing. And he actually got, it's a recent thing. Like he, he like re there's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit fuzzy exactly what happened, but uh, just to get into, cause this is relatively recent um, is uh, he apparently like retweeted or reposted something from that group. Uh, and he claims, like, which is a little bit dubious, but also, in, like, just in these days and the nature of, like, the site that he was on, it's entirely possible. Like, he, like, reposted something, not realizing, like, who the person was, who we were, this, and it just got, it, like, became this whole thing to, like, the person he reposted is, like, like said a whole bunch of anti-Semitic, you know, um, yeah, anti-Semitic stuff and, like, racist shit. And it's like, none of, like, James Arnold Taylor didn't, what he got in trouble with wasn't that he, he said, or even, like, he wrote a note in it. It was something about, like, patriotism. Uh, that, taken completely out of like where it came from was like all right that's a little bit jingoey but there's nothing like explicitly like racist or anything in like the the thing that he reposted it's just that the person he reposted it from happens to be like a super racist like white nationalist I mean, it's just it's just one of those things was just like dude you joined it you should have you joined this site and you reposted something from someone and now there's a question of like the uh the the person like 
the account that he has on that in that group is like he signed up for it but then he never posted in it uh and so like his account might have gotten hacked and that's like a it's it's all like one of those dubious things it's like okay you were stupid online yeah yeah it, that's basically like that's the bottom a, the bottom line i mean it's the same thing with um with uh the actor who plays cara dune you mm -hmm. know it's just yeah you just got to be smart you know? yeah I mean, it's one thing for like some nobody who posts dumb shit on social media, but if you're some sort of celebrity and you're, yeah. you're you make a living based on how popular you are, or trying to make sure that you can instill goodwill to make sure you get sure. further jobs, you just got to be smart online. Yeah, you yeah, know, and not do stupid shit. It's 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 one of those things where it was another one of those situations where, uh. I would say James Earl Taylor, Taylor even more so. Whether what all the stuff that he was disputing or whatever he said it was hacked, whether he's telling the truth about that is kind of not here or there. Uh, he did have a bunch of people who worked with him. Because when it got po it was, again, like one of those things that got found out on the internet and then a whole bunch of upset people... We're calling for his firing or like his being blacklisted or something like that. And I was like, there are two things about that. Number one is people need to chill with that shit. If it's just like a, they need to rely. I understand. With that, I mean, I've been watching I've, on YouTube. There are a lot of people who are like anti SJW people because they get a huge rise out of getting so-called SJW people who are pissed off that, you know, the, you know, the actress who plays Cardoon, she said something stupid before. And now I think people are up in uproar or they're claiming that they're up in an uproar about Rosario Dawson and something that she may or may not have said in the past. So it seems like so, a lot so, of Star Wars people are looking to to fight each other. Well well no no no. It's not Star Wars people. It's just it's the internet in general. See see here's what happened. In it and the internet is to blame for this. And social media is to blame for this. It's not that... So I would, in the past, in the very recent past, would have considered myself a social justice warrior as well. The problem is that there are two things that people do uh, on the internet and social media is it's gotten to the point where it's okay to be upset. Uh... But you, but the problem with the internet is everything. There is no context for anything. There is no context for when a person said something. If they're pulling up something from the past, it could be something that that person doesn't actually believe anymore. Even if it's just a couple of years old, they could have just said, "Yeah, I said that then. I don't believe that now." You know what I mean? And that I wish is something. So there's two different sides of this, and we've talked to this, I think, to death a little bit on this podcast. I've talked about this all the time. Is I've now gotten to the point where it's just like it's okay to be upset that someone said something you don't like, but to take the point. The problem with it is, is it's now jumped all the way, which is to people just taking it too far and like they should be blacklisted. They should be fires like. For something they said that you've now, you there's one person who's reposted, and now there's three hundred thousand people who've now read it out of context and just as a post. They didn't. 
I would guarantee you three quarters of the people who are upset, quote unquote, about it. I'm doing the air quotes that people can't see. Didn't even look at like the full situation. They just saw the headline and got upset at the headline. That's what people do now on the internet and on social media, and they blow it completely out of proportion. That's not to say that some of those people don't get don't deserve to be called out on that stuff. It it's fine. Call them out. And on the other side of that, if you're the person getting called out, you can either go, "Hey, that was said something something was said," and that's like something that people don't even now like isn't acceptable. Like they don't accept like an apology now. It's like. Apologize, but also, if you don't, if it was a couple years ago, just say, yeah, I don't actually believe that anymore. I said that because that's what I thought at the time, but I don't actually believe that. And and instead, what people do, because I think pub, publicists will get in the way and they tell them, just deny, deny, deny. And it's just like, no, you could just go, yes, I said that. I was, that was how I felt at the time that I posted that. I don't feel that way now. I don't still feel that way. I mean, I've... My thoughts have changed on that. The internet, unfortunately, is not a place where... Nuance exists? Nuance exists? Yeah, no. It's been that way since the very beginning, you know? And to be fair, it's been common knowledge that people have to be smart, whether or not you're young, older... If you're gonna post something online, you gotta be smart. And or if no one caught it, then if you are smart enough, you better go through and filter your social media history and purge out whatever that yeah. is bad because it's just smart. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, I get it. You know, people are getting riled up, but I think what is what I like about the internet nowadays is that marginalized communities have more you know they they have greater say you yes know, their voices are yet are can you can you ask some communities hey forgive that individual i mean that depends on the individual um who made the mistake but the idea is that a lot of people in these communities they're now feeling emboldened as rightfully as they should sure and you know if they call out something that th- threatens their identities and i th- I think that you know they have a right to. Oh no be, no I you know, I, I be mad and just like I I agree with that but raise the alarm. So I I'm change people who previously may have thought that just to pivot again and yeah. make sure you you know you fix what you said before and you you know if you would like to get work in the future yeah you're gonna have to pivot and you know uh, explain yourself. Yeah yeah. What, you know, so the so so the 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 issue is that I have with that is. I agree with all of that. Uh, the part that I I have an issue with is that the reaction doesn't because it's like the internet and it's social media isn't explain yourself. It's you should be fired and never worked again, and your career should be ruined, and and you should be blacklisted for everything. And and some people's like you should die, you should die for what you said in that one tweet well, that you did. Is consistent. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> It's like, you should be blacklisted for the rest of your life for the one tweet you made seven years ago. Uh, like, uh, so, so to, to, to get it back specifically to the James Arnold Taylor thing is Mark Hamill, of all people, who has worked on these shows, also does a lot of voiceover, basically came out to defend him and not defend what he said on the internet. He didn't say, he just, he basically, or what he did, he just said, I've worked with the, the man that isn't who he is. 
Like, regardless, and it's it's not even that, like, he posted something. That's what made it stupider for me. Like, the big, the big hate. He just happened to repost a, or, like, a quote from someone who, like, he didn't do enough due diligence on. Uh, and the other side of that is, like, even if he does believe that, I think what might have happened is he's like, oh, I'm a voiceover actor. I'm not famous enough that anyone's going to really, I mean, no one sees my face. So, I'm invisible, uh, is the other thought. Like, if if he actually does believe any of that stuff, and he just thought, oh, I'm a voiceover actor, no one's... It's like, dude, you, you are now a voiceover actor on one, on a handful of some of the most, like, popular animated series now. Voiceover actors aren't as invisible as yeah. they used to be. Yeah. Um, it's like the recent thing, uh, you, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but Big Mouth Season 4. I, um... I went through the ho- the whole thing already. Uh, yeah, I, I stayed up last night. It just happened. To, I just happened to stay up and watch the whole. Thing. So they, uh, there's a whole bit in there about like when Missy goes to see her family. Oh yeah, I saw that. Episode, which was yeah. the hilarious. Like I was just like, oh, you can say it's like, no, I definitely can't say that because of course Missy is played by by a white actress. Yeah. Which is which is interesting because they made. They made that a plot point in season four. Uh, they are now changing her voice actor for season five. They only, yeah, they did that. So the change takes place from what I've read in the last episode. In the last episode, yeah, yeah. I did not. The interesting thing is, it, it, I if it they did it in the last episode, I did not notice a voice change. To be that kind of really pissed me off. <laughs> no, I mean that whole. I mean, that is just laziness you know, yeah. on the part of the... I mean, there are comedians who happen to be black, you know, yeah. that you could have cast for that role. Or if you're just lazy, don't include a black character. And if you don't, that just exposes, you know, how messed up your, you know, your show is. The fact that it's not as, pr- pr- you know, diverse yeah. as it should be. I think know? they were... They were so I think they were, like this is now season four of it, and it's something that they should have thought about. I think they got better about it definitely as, uh, like in as like the seasons went on. It's just like it's one of those things where it's like okay, it was brought up very early on when they cat, and they were just like. I think they just got to the point where we're just like okay, we got I mean, I we want. That. I think there was a willingness to like fix it and they were just like okay how do we do this and not like they were trying to i think they were trying to make it seamless story-wise without like i mean that's a huge overs i mean i get it is yeah you want to work with your friends you know and i know the cast they're all tight you know jenny slate is a great comedian yeah awesome but you know you gotta be smart yeah you know you have to be smart you know i get it the character is half black half jewish uh, or something like that, or half black, half white, but you gotta be smart. You know? Yeah, it's just. I think I think they only my I think Maya Rudolph and Jordan Peele are the only characters of color prior to the season who have any, any recurring roles. Well, I mean, last season, uh, Ali jo- Ali Wong joined the cast. I think okay. it's just. Oh yes! Literally, what they did—that was a cameo. No, 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 no. She's she's like 
side she's not she's supporting character regular appearing really? character yes she's she's in this season like a couple of times not for very long but she's in the season uh i think what is literally what happened is uh they got called on called out uh the voice over uh industry in general has been called out on this is because there was nobody because on screen uh you're not seen like it's not a live action person it was just there wasn't it wasn't like malicious it wasn't actively it was just uh like active neglect it's not active neglect it's purposeful i mean there was like during san diego comic-con over the summer uh there was a panel on voice actors yeah you know and there was like one of the actors who was included in that panel just went off on how it's hard even even yes it's there behind the scene there's no camera yeah but the fact that someone's voice can be perceived as ethnic yeah that can just like you know shut the doors for them in terms of opportunities and you know it's it's a problem you know it's like and this is where you get a situation where you know you want you know actors to play you know characters of color but you can't because the industry has you know weeded out anyone of color you know from participating in those well well here not in it well what system well that's definitely true, but I will also say that there was a mentality in the voiceover community for a very long time uh, that goes way back. And this is like where entrenched racism, uh, I forget who it was, uh, it was an article I was reading about like like how racism in America is almost like the caste, it, it's exactly like the caste system in India, is like it's so pervasive that you don't, even what well, that's what i mean by like active neglect is the industry like the the other not necessarily like the higher ups the people hiring i'm sure there was like a, a certain but it's it's so pervasive that you you don't even know it it's there until someone points it out to you and like there are a lot of people who they like people have been working like like rob paulson who like was one of those people who was just like I didn't even really, because he's like a white, it's, you know, the white privilege thing. It's like, I didn't even think about that until someone pointed it out. And one of the other reasons why they didn't even think about it is you had also, uh, to a certain extent, uh, people of color playing everyone. So it's just kind of like this thing where, like, everyone is playing everyone. If you're good, if you can do enough different types of voices, it's just you go out for casting calls and it's whoever they, they think is best. And because you're not actually on screen, I think that's why for a really long time there wasn't like – it was definitely a problem. I'm not saying it wasn't – that there wasn't racism because, of course, it, it's – like I said, it's so pervasive it becomes invisible. Is it's because you're not – it's an animated uh, version of a character unless it's like explicitly supposed to be a race. For a really long time, it's it's like – I think the voice acting industry just thought they were, or like, were under the the illusion that they were colorblind. You know what I mean? That it didn't matter because you're you're not on screen, or the the character you're playing isn't explicitly one race or another. And honestly, you know what I think was the thing, aside from a, a handful of voiceover actors like Cree Summer was one of the people who called attention to us. It was the problem with the poo. I think was the really the thing 
that that became the problem with the poo. It was a it was an, a documentary by by the comedian uh, Harikan Dabalu about the fact that oh, the o- yeah, the only yeah. representation they had yeah. of in animation of a person of like you know brown descent was a poo, and he was played by Hank Azaria, yeah. uh, and, and that his voice and that accent was the joke for a really long time. Um, and I think that's the thing because that that became actually that documentary. He talks about it. He talked about it on on what the fuck, uh, Mark Maron, uh, recently, where he's just like, I wasn't even expecting that. To, I was just making like a personal film. Uh, I wasn't trying to necessarily make a huge political statement. I was starting. I was want, I was trying to start a discussion, and then that documentary kind of blew up. Well, all over the world because the Simpsons because you know, it's the Simpsons and it's something that's pervasive everywhere I yeah mean, um, watching Clone Wars it kind of like made me realize how much the issues Disney had with the Disney trilogy yeah you know and some of their characters because I was reading what um, John Boyega had issues with in terms of sure the characters it's not the fact that he wanted shine, but the fact that the only two characters that the writers care to flesh out, and you can see it, is Ray, yeah, and you know, um, Ben Solo, right? That's it. yeah, um, yeah, and you know, and everyone else was just like an afterthought, you know, yeah, and he was pissed off. I was pissed off because I wanted to see more Poe Dameron. You yeah. Know? They just, they didn't care. And looking at Clone Wars, I'm like, there have been like a few, few like characters of color and they just die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? In Clone Wars, there's like one Jedi general, she dies. I got pissed off at that. Yeah. Um, and there's an, I think it's something in, issue in season four um and on alderaan there's like a really awesome character and i get it you know um i i get it you know a lot of people are gonna die but, yeah you know it's like shit either very little representation of like you know asians people yeah. of color what know, what, we, we, what what i they don't know how to flesh this out what, that's what? one of the biggest issue i had with like you know star wars and especially the 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 disney trilogy they're just like lack of representation or they no attempt to flesh out these characters well because they they don't have to be the asian uh hero the black hero just take the make the effort to say that this character is portrayed by this person woman man whatever the case may be but make the attempt to like give them more to do more range to show what they're capable of because they only try to do that for like ray and you know adam driver you know and with this show it's like hey it's like oh i I can't wait to see uh this you know jedi general next to this person oh wait it's a life or death situation they're not going to kill off obviously ben kenobi guess who's gonna die yeah yeah. that character and that just like it, it just it, it just like dawned on me that 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 was a big problem. Yeah, yeah. And I what, what's that. what's so just to to, to go back, it definitely is, and it's just like I think that's just again uh, one of the arguments that I always make is uh, I understand that uh, representation, like visually, is very important, but I think people get very very worked up 
and they should, uh, because it's what you're actually seeing on screen, people get very worked up about uh, representation, you know, in like casting or like what they're literally seeing on the screen. And I always, my always thing, like, like I agree with you, but everyone, no one, a lot, it's like you're focusing so much on what you're seeing and not enough on the fact that even if you have that on screen, if there's someone behind the camera or in the writer's room who isn't also a person of color, that visual representation isn't going to matter because it'll be written badly. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have those people as writers. They have to be, be behind the scenes. Otherwise, it's like... It, it, like my, what I always make the argument is that the, the biggest problem... People made a huge uh, deal out of, uh, you know, The Last Airbender casting. And I was just like, that movie was terrible in the writing process. And you can see that. Before they cast anyone in that movie, that movie was a problem as far as, like, like representation. Putting aside that M. Night is who he is. Like, it's just like, oh, man, that was... You had people. You had someone who didn't know know how to write any of that. So of course, when you finally get to the casting, it's gonna go wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, and the other. Uh, are we trying that? We're trying to yeah, get, get rich in here. Okay. And the other thing about that uh, that I was gonna kind of. Uh, sort of make a joke about but not like a joke joke was just like yeah you have all those characters who are dying on Clone Wars I was just like were they male characters were 90% of them p- played by Phil Lamar <laughs> oh, <he's awesome>. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I wasn't either he's awesome but 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 I but 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 that's what I mean it the point I was trying to make earlier about like that in the invisibility thing is that when you cast someone like Phil Lamar, and because voice actors don't need to be paid as much, you just hire Phil Lamar, and he plays all of your male characters of color. You know what I mean? Uh, or in the case of, like, when I was talking about, like, the invisibility thing, like, we all love fucking uh, John, what's his name's Tracy Morgan impression. For a really long time, because he could do all those voices, he also got cast, you know, as people of color, like, playing black dudes, because, like, it's just, oh, he's a utility player. It's just... And by and by people of, you know, writers and directors behind the scenes who were people of color, too. Like, he got, he got hired because they just liked what he could do. Uh, which is also another example of, like, you just don't have enough people in the pool, period. You are not who we were expecting. Um, Jamie, he doesn't <laughs> know what he's saying. We want all of the ladies joining us on this. All right, that's that's not what I. That's not what I. All about 
We are all about making sure men and women are able to participate in all of our nerdy things. Jamie, shame on you. Did you not know what we've been talking about over the last hour, man? Uh, yeah, no, it's exactly what we were talking Forgive about. Jamie. It's just we weren't expecting to. Yeah, especially, especially, not not you, but but also also that you were you joined us like eating. I was just like, wait a minute, did we? Did something go wrong? Like. <laughs> we just wasn't expecting. <laughs> Jamie pulled the Jamie. It's 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 literally no. What what made that? What what made it was. Charlie is fucking pissed right now. No 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 no. It's you know what it was. She would fucking cut you. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. That it's bad. It's just that I was expecting to see Rich's face, and instead I just—it was—it just felt like because you were eating that we caught you by accident. Like Rich just like like fucking punked you while you were eating. Instead, he's like, "Here." Sorry, I appreciate that you're here. I I do I too. I sorry. That you're here. I totally can't. Ignore him. I appreciate that you're here. I literally thought that like like. That like you had been wrong. That was what, that was what, literally like what? somehow. I don't know why. That's Stop. where my brain went. Stop, Stop talking. Stop talking. Just stop. I can send over a shovel. <laughs> hey Charlie. Hey Boo. How you doing? Hi. Hey Eve. Uh, how? how? Hello to Eve and only. <laughs> Wait, what are you eating? Turkey chili. Ooh, mm, nice. Um, uh, how about how about you, Rich? How are you doing? Pretty good. It's been a uh, it's been an interesting day. But... I mean, you didn't think uh, that Jamie and I had spent like over an hour talking about representation and how we need to include every type of voice that's so perfectly uh, terrible uh, it's into, so perfectly me terrible <laughs> into wait, wait, every kind of what every type of voice and identity uh, into media you know and then jamie just pulled a jamie you know so terribly so on the nose so I'll terribly on the nose i'll tell you what Eating my turkey chili, <laughs> joining joining this this chat. Eve gets the camera situated. It's all wonderful, and then Jamie goes, "You're not who I expected." <laughs> <laughs> you know how, like, when you see someone who's a friend of yours, and and then they make a face like, "Oh," and then and then you know. That's that's how they greet you. Well, uh, so I didn't say shit. Cause why? I mean, Jamie is that our was, asshole. That was my bad. That's, I just uh, <laughs> that's the only way I can you know explain the situation. Jamie is our asshole. Um, we knew what we were getting into when we accepted him into our family, but. So then you had a really insightful, balanced conversation filled with nuance and thought. I did. I did. Uh, no, 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 no. I was talking to you, Eve. I was talking to you. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's good evening to you and yeah. only you. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, we were, we were talking about, you know, just how um, messed up, you know, think, you know, Hollywood is, you know, in terms of a lot of people are just like raising hell about, you know, comments made online by, you know, um, characters. Oh. Like, um, I think now people are digging up stuff that um, Rosario like, Dawson has said in the past. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it seems like there's been like this big whole ruckus about, you know, hey, you know, fire Rosario Dawson. And there's been a huge uproar against, um, what's her name again? I always keep on Cara Dune's character. Letitia cat. Wright? No, yeah. not Letitia Wright. Although well, the, I don't, anti, I'm not mad the at her. Anti-vaxxing comments I'm, this no, week, no, right? No, she is just she's black and she's making common sense. I'm sorry, I'm, I don't have any issues with her. It's like, hey, this is a new drug. Slow your roll. I mean, I I have that exact same mindset. I'm not anti-vaccination in general. I'm just slow your roll right. because this is a new drug. There may be side effects, and Agreed. I for one don't want myself. You guys, Agreed. Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, or any other person I want look, that I love. Completely to get... agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. Look, I completely agree with that stance. What I find a little bit questionable is the way that it's presented. I mean, I didn't read the comments. It's presented with a. It's, uh, but, huh, okay, so so no, you just made the point video, that I was made because like I didn't read the comments. Conspiracy video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, it's gonna, it's gonna cause a stir. I mean, I once again, I mean, I read that there were like uproar, but from what I read from the article, Letitia Wright mentioned that she just didn't uh, was improving of this drug. Did she say that she didn't like any sort of vaccination? Because I just got no. the impression that it was this drug in particular that she had issues with. Let's, I mean, but I'm trying to look it up because I think the other issue was that she, there was some transphobia baked into the video that she had shared as well. Oh, there was transphobia? Because we were talking about that, you know. Right. And so, well. and so, and so my point is, listen, I agree, Tuskegee, enough said. Yeah. So I agree that there should be a healthy amount of concern about something that is coming together so quickly and and like I get it. You know, when when Kamala was at the VP debate and she said if Donald Trump says I should take this vaccine, I'm not taking it. I was like, tell it cuz I ain't going to do it. So I'm not dis- I'm not saying that. I am saying one, do we need to add transphobia? Right, which immediately negates the validity of any point you got to make. Here's the thing. I was telling Jamie that I'm just surprised by the amount of transphobia that's littered around, like, Disney-centric properties. You know, I guess now Letitia Wright has now stuck her head into it, you know. Um, And, you know, um, what's her name? The MMA fighter. Gina Carano, yeah. It seems like that's been the big issue where just people are just being stupid. Well, well, again, we're we're making saying. comments and, and with Harry Potter lady got real vote. Yeah. yeah. So so, but here here's the thing about that. Uh, agreeing, not agreeing or disagreeing with you. Yeah, but in a minute. Um, so 
Eve, you made my point for me a lot of times when you said, I'm like, okay with it. And then you said, I didn't actually read the comment. I was like, well, then you're guilty of what everyone else who gets upset overly upset well, I'm not is upset guilty about it. yeah exactly exactly I'm not, I'm not, but 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 not but but that same thing of like i didn't read the comment and it's like well then i don't under i'm not okay i don't even want to say what i was gonna say uh no, so I, uh gina carano is the one she got in trouble for being so context and it's like again do you not know who you're talking to so gina carano got Basically, she got in trouble for being too flip about something that it wasn't her place to be flip about. Letitia Wright, from what I'm understanding, and again, like, I'm not, it's like, you hired a, a super religious person to play someone in your movie, and then you asked her about something, and she came out with some transphobic shit. It's just like, you hired a super religious person. It was just like, eventually, they're going to say some. if you ask them, or even maybe unprompted, they're going to say some stupid shit about trans folk or about, about you know, like, LGBTQ plus people. It's just like, that's the thing. Like, when I, 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 I listened to an interview with her, and I was like, you're mentioning God and church a whole lot in this interview. And I'm just like, when are you going to say something? I'm just, I'm waiting for you to say something about lgbtq that's gonna get you in trouble like i, mean, I could understand you that, i'm just waiting for it I because it's like that, the lay person can use god and their religion to be ignorant i i get that i've i see them all the time but if you're a celebrity i understand you don't want to compromise your faith but you just got to be more diplomatic about that you know you could just say hey i don't i have my my beliefs make me think of a certain thing i will not she's an evangelical though oh gosh that's the thing it's just like if people did you didn't know this like that's the thing she's an evangelical it's just like oh don't then don't ask her and it's like you gotta know that shit's gonna come up eventually like because it's like you you hire yeah she's an evangelical like but there's a couple of thoughts i have about that i think high level what you're saying jamie is that everyone needs to do situational analysis right everyone needs to understand who are you talking to about what right? oh and i'm not but saying i'm not saying that's one-sided either i think yeah, no, yeah. i'm saying everyone right so yeah like when they thought to hire her they should have known what they were getting in league with right and to eve's point you know, listen, even I have the kind of office jobs where we can't just say whatever we want to say and do whatever we want to do. Right. Yeah. Because and and we understand that that's part and parcel of of the work when you are, as Jay-Z says, she's not a businessman. She's a business man. Right. Like she is her business is her person and her persona and her celebrity. And she also made a choice, though it may be rooted in, in, in evangelical faith. She made a choice to say what she wanted to say. Yeah. And, so, and, and, she, and she's going to have to deal with whatever happens, right? Because here's the thing. If Disney had made the decision that they did not want, if Marvel slash Disney made the decision that they did not want an evangelical person to work for them under the fear that they would be in this exact moment, they would have faced hell for that. Yeah. So what, so what was anyone supposed to do? 
I think Letitia Wright should have just been smart. I mean, yeah, that's your business, but well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Black. Like by both, both. <laughs> you know? That's what I mean. Is like both sides. I'm like, I'm not putting that all on Disney either. I'm like, yeah, you, you also gotta realize. You gotta be smart. About yeah, that. I mean, I get it. You have your beliefs. You don't agree with certain things. I have coworkers who feel that way, and you know, I've I've spoken out about that. You know, you can't be saying things like that. But they're like. I don't care. That's my belief. They keep it 100 all the time. I'm surprised they do that, but they can do that because that's how they roll. But you just got to be smart if you're a celebrity, though. You Yeah, people need to – celebrity, like, people have, like – just, like, dude, that's – that That was what I was saying, like, both sides. I was like, just learn when you should – you should shut the fuck up. Like, like, don't – don't – it's none of your business talking about that. (laughs) Like, certain things are none of your business. Like for like I I feel like again it's this double edged sword of like they if they had not hired her on the basis that they didn't want to be in this kind of PR nightmare it would have been an issue right the bottom line is she's under a contract and it has all kinds of clauses about you know how the company wants to be represented by mm-hmm. her and let's and let's get really real like she made a choice if you sign a contract with Pepsi. Don't be drinking a Coke. If you signed a contract to to just be like that, you didn't need to say anything. You made a choice to step out of line and 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 whatever happens to you now, that's your issue, girlfriend. But yeah, there's been like a lot of issues when it comes to Disney properties. Like, uh, I don't know if you've been rewatching watching this rich and charlie uh clone wars on disney plus i've been i've been uh jamie and i have been watching that because mandalorian is not forcing you to watch clone wars i'm loving it but i've had like my biggest i've had issues when it comes to like representation you know where you know the only safe characters are either um obi-wan kenobi and you know anakin skywalker and I guess maybe Mace Windu, who's going to be the token black person in this Disney franchise. You don't see much diversity outside of no. aliens, you know, who are heavily make you know. And, you know, I've mentioned how John Boyega has issues. Uh, the actor who plays Rose Tico had some issues where, you know, Disney properties, especially the Disney Star Wars films, did nothing to flesh out characters who were portrayed? Who were acted by you know people of so, color? So, you know, so the only ones who had who had you know room to grow and flex their acting chops was Ray and Adam Driver. No one else. And, and that's I got the yeah. I could get why Bob even even Oscar Isaac's character. Yeah, I love his character. Out. It's bi- and and, and the uh, the unfortunate thing is you got to go back for me. When everyone like makes a big deal and then they go back and they're like, "Oh, we should go back to with George." It's like, no, man, that all originates with George. Like, in fact, George is the worst perpetuator. Like, it's it's the big thing. Look, look, I love Star Wars, I do, but the biggest problem with Star Wars is that the inherent whiteness of Star Wars, even like. Even with Darth Vader, like the whole like the joke in what was it, Chasing Amy? It was just like it's like you have Darth Vader played by James Earl Jones, voiced by James Earl Jones, and then when he takes off the mask, he's this white dude. 
It's 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 baked into Star Wars from its inception. Whereas like on the contrast, the thing that you love, Star Trek, is actually it's not baked into Star Trek at all. It, I mean, what's well, not baked into Star Trek? The <laughs> yeah, the inherent whiteness oh, yeah, of all the main character. It's baked really hard into in this into the main star wars like the whole like anakin anakin whatever circle it's baked real hard into there I mean, that's why i always love star trek more than star wars because the whole point of go. the show was to celebrate go. diversity yeah you know you see everyone not only are you celebrating math and science but you're celebrating everyone coming together they had to because when star, <coughs> star trek was made they the world was fucked up, you know, politically, and they wanted to have a represent a future where everyone can come together, regardless. So, man, woman, black, Asian, white, whatever the case may be, are able to succeed, not because they're yeah. superior, because they have the ability and they work. And, and it's baked into the central ethos of Star Trek, whereas what's baked into the central thing of Star Wars is George Lucas Wilderism. and and. And and the fact that he grew, you know, he's from Marin Marin County, in California. Whereas uh, I think it was Robin Williams who uh, once joked, it was just like, yeah, he's from Marin, or as the Jews call it, Gentile country. It's just, it's he. That's like he just had none of that around him. Fun and not fact. not to say that Gene Roddenberry had had that, but at least like he maybe he produced something that everyone. Can see that they're making an attempt and to be to inclusive. And to say, I don't know. Fun fact: In the philanthropy world, there's the Roddenberry Foundation that has a whole REJ funding base. Like they're trying to step into that space. His his money is funding. That's REJ that's work. a lot of that has to do with his kid, actually, more than it has to that, do with Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> it has to do with his son, who was amazing, true. by the way. <laughs> it's true, but it is to say, you know, it is to say that like. Everyone has to think differently, and you know, and and they have to do a bit more work. I think that you know, my sister grew up as a Trekkie, so you you can have that. She's a in smart common. person, despite her flaws. I know, but <laughs> but I think for her, it was more the idea of like she could find someone in Star Trek that looked more like her and it was just a bunch of white people in space if you looked at Star Wars. And oh, so and was, uh, Jar Jar Binks. That's what black people had. Right. And then you bust up with, you know, the fucking Uncle Ben over there. And it's like, well, what, like, you know, who, who is this for? And and then you see like in Clone Wars we were talking about this and like some of the planets you're just like wow that's an entire planet of racial stereotypes right there like it's so it's so it's it's so fresh I, I agree with you it's so like so you get all this stuff in Star Wars it's like the mythos stuff and you're like oh that, that a lot of that is amazing and then like eh, like not every once in a while like every like four or five episodes sometimes less you're just going oh fuck you can't fix what's you couldn't fix what was broke you're just reinforcing what's broke like <laughs> that's the problem and to be fair i mean we've been shitting on star wars um or like people who are tied to star wars property 
but I have to say that visually, what Favreau and uh, Filoni's been doing with The Mandalorian is what got me back sure. to consider Star Wars but- as something for me to follow because you're seeing, you know, you, you see, um, I don't know where Pedro Pascal is from. But you know, he's Chilean. He's, I mean, it's like it doesn't matter. He's he's got a great voice for the uh, for the role. <laughs> no, he's and a great actor. It does. It doesn't have to be a white guy. You know, just like a great person, great voice. Does he he's happen to be, be South mask. American? Great. Just, yeah. Um, same thing with uh, Gina Carano. I mean, despite of her transphobic issues, she is not sexualized at all. You know, she's there as a soldier. And she's mm-hmm. dressed and she behaves like a soldier. She's not a damsel in distress. Um, so I'm I'm liking this. And freaking, you know, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, anytime he shows up, the protagonist oh, is going to get fucked up. Did, did you, yeah. Which is what happened. Was it you who sent us the Onion article? Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh no, Giancarlo Esposito just showed up. It's like the main character is fucked. That guy, I am afraid he just will look at me and I will give him my wallet because I am not gonna fuck with him because that's how that's how gangster he looks all the time. You like that's that's not a fight I want to get in. So with this show, I mean they're just like they're righting the wrongs, and I get it. Star Wars have made mistakes. You know the the Disney uh, trilogy. Is all mistake right there? So, so but they're trying to write. The can, can, we, right can we? Can we? Can we? Because was it you who sent us that video, the YouTube video, the guy who was all upset? Yes. Yes. Okay. I watched it. So, so can I just? And I, I texted you guys, and I also commented like, I, I commented, I commented on directly on that video because there's two things about that, and it was actually a joke when we did our like Rise of Skywalker review that I made, which is like, uh. People always are like, oh, it turns out they didn't have a plan. And then whenever, blah, 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 and they get so upset because it's like we were sold the, the thing that they had a plan. I was like, no, they probably did have a plan. They just kept questioning it as a studio and deviating from it. I think J.J. Abrams did have a plan. I think Ryan Johnson did have a plan. But they kept second-guessing it, and they jettisoned so much of it. Number two is people always go back to is like, oh, they should have gone like George Lucas gave them a trick treatment and they rejected. And I was like, yeah, you know what? They should stop saying that because I guarantee you, I will bet fucking my next like three months income that that script was great on ideas, but an actual terrible fucking script. Because he's not a good writer. He's a great idea person. He's never been a good writer. He's a terrible fucking writer. And people go back and say, originally trilogy, and I always fuck, I sound like a fucking broken record. The thing that upsets me is the opposite thing that upsets them. I'm like, yeah, the best Star Wars movie that everyone points to from the original trilogy, George Lucas neither wrote... He wrote the story, but he did not write the screen the screenplay. He neither wrote nor directed it. He did, he did the best parts of Empire have nothing to fucking do with George Lucas. But he but to be fair, he had the vision. 
I'm, and no one's saying he's a great writer, but that doesn't mean he had a. He, he had the vi- vision. He had the you, vision. You conceptualized it. He had the vision. He had the vision by the time he got to Empire. When he made Star Wars, there's proof of this, okay? He, he always no says. He was going to be a sequel. Yeah. He always says it was always supposed to be a trilogy. He is full of fucking shit. He never knew there was going to be a trilogy. He had a bunch of vague ideas that, to his credit, by the time they hit Empire or Return of the Jedi, he solidified into kind of a universe. But there's a reason why Return of the Jedi feels like a weird rehash of New Hope. Because it is. Because he only... He has a handful of good ideas, mostly stolen from Joseph Campbell's like thing and, and Battle of the Wills, and and Akira Kurosawa films like it's it's a lot of borrowed stuff and people always point like he had a vision it was like yeah but it was it was a vague vision but here's the thing I Dave Filoni has a fucking vision no, but here's the thing <laughs> like you could ex- you could understand why he didn't plan things out for the original trilogy because it never was done you know he yeah. started something new but the Disney trilogy they should have had a plan they should have. Yeah. They knew they were going to make a trilogy. It's Star Wars. They're yeah. going to make money. But you had to have at least have an idea of what's going to happen in the first film, what's going to happen in the second film, yeah. and what's going to happen in the third I, film. I think, I think, so here's my thing about that is two things. I'm going to say the serious thing and then I'm going to say the, the joke version of it is the serious version is, like I said, I think they had a plan. I think they then hit... In, I always say that for me, Solo was the turning point because that's like the, the, the midway. So you had Force Awakens, my opinion, still really good Star Wars. Uh, yes. Rogue One, great Star Wars movie. Uh, yes. They hit a problem when they hit uh, The Last Jedi and Solo. Is So Last Jedi they had such a negative reaction that they started to question i think they had a plan they had a plan or they and they had some alternates like they didn't have a solid they basically because they're a big corporation i think what they did is like here's what we're going to do if here's what we had planned oh that's not working from a popularity money standpoint or whatever and i think what the it really, for me, Solo was like what clued me in that Rise of Skywalker was not going to be good. It was like, oh, you're having problems with your director and your writer, and now you've switched out your director like three quarters of the way through the film and replacing the whoever the original director is with Ron Howard. And it's just like, and then J.J. Abrams, like, it's like, oh, you had such a negative reaction to The Last Jedi that whatever ideas you had you're starting to second guess them which means that like it's you're not trusting your people well, like because they don't have people to trust they don't have a Kevin Feige for the Star Wars property they do now well that's a little uh, or or you could you could you could, you could you could argue you did and you just didn't i i, I would argue it's like you did you just a didn't use him yet because you wanted him to be on your series. You're, you wanted to test him out on a live-action series. So you had David Filoni already. 
who has done all this work on Clone Wars and Rebels. Is is and Favreau, too. But, but from a story continuity thing, you can tell that Filoni is the one who's making... So you had, when we were watching that behind-the-scenes thing, the thing that became really clear to me was you had Jon Favreau as a guiding voice, kind of as like a producer and director, because he's gotten really good at that. But Filoni was the continuity story guy, who's basically like, you can have all these individual directors all doing their own thing, and then Filoni is the one who's going to go back into the thing like, and go like, here's how we're going to make all of that connect and make sense. Uh, because he's, you know, he did seven seasons of Clone Wars where he basically did that. You, I think, might have had J.J. Abrams, who had a clear idea, and then they started to question him. And because the movies are such a bigger deal, they're not on Disney+. Plus. They're being released to a wide thing. They started to question whatever the plan was. That and also J.J. Abrams isn't great at finishing things. Yeah. He's great at starting things and midwaying things and not so great at, like, paying them off. Yeah. Um, again, he's, he's... So the joke part of that is, like, oh, they didn't really have a plan for the trilogy? That makes it the most Star Wars thing ever. They didn't have a plan. That makes it very George Lucas original trilogy. They didn't have a fucking plan. They were flying by the seat of their pants. Yeah, but I mean... But at least in the original trilogy, there was like... It was... We were flying from the seat of our pants in a more risky way because no one... There wasn't a huge multi-billion dollar like company that's been built around it. Whereas now, you have a giant multi-billion dollar company that is overseeing yeah, everything so and nitpicking all of this stuff. Especially because they don't really do that with Marvel. Like, they don't really do that with the the Marvel stuff. I mean, they do to a certain extent, but like... And like you said, you have a Kevin Feige and who is... They they had a vision and they knew how to execute that. And I think what you saw because of Favreau's... He's already dipped his toes into the whole Marvel ecosystem. He, I'm hoping he's bringing some of that Marvel magic to Star Wars, you know, and I'm hoping that, you know, using Mandalorian and branching out into different properties because, I mean, I think you can do so much more with TV versus a movie. Yeah. And maybe with a movie, you have like one big spectacle where you don't have to worry about character development because we already know these characters. Sure. You're just trying to expose them to an impossible scenario that they have to overcome. So, I mean, I'm hoping that Favreau slash Filoni, and to be fair, Favreau is the more sure bet in the eyes of Disney than Filoni. Sure, Because yeah. Filoni, he's just the animation guy. Yeah. Favreau has yeah. made movies that has racked up millions of dollars or billions of dollars. Sure. So, I mean, they would trust Favreau ahead of Filoni. Well, you know, you could see who's the guy who they're trusting for the next Star Wars movie is clearly, like, it's... It's a guy who they know will do something really original and creative, but also know, knows how to... And he even said this when he was working on Thor. He was like, I have a bunch of t- ways I can make it mine, but I also know that I'm playing in someone else's to- uh, sandbox. That's literally almost, maybe not literally, like, quote, what Taika said about working on Thor. But people were saying, like, it's such, it feels such like your film. And he's like, yeah, it is. But I also know I was playing in someone else's sandbox, so I was able to balance those. That was the re- he said that was the real challenge about that movie was balancing. I'm gonna make it my own, 
and I have these tendencies. He even said that about like the Mandalorian. He's like, I have these into like the things that I do, especially because I'm like what we do in the shadows that I'm used to creating it all myself. That like so now, yeah, now that. <laughs> I love that movie. I, yeah. I love that movie too. But 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 like yeah, he's used to that. So now, but he now also knows how to play in someone else's sandbox. So I th- that's why I think they just like he's the they handed him the next Star Wars movie because it's just like he knows that. Yeah, it, but a movie is not a grand vision for the sure. franchise. And sure. I think what Disney needs is someone to oversee how all of the movies connect and to make sure they're cohesive yeah and the, to make sure they don't suck like i solo. i think they're i i might have said this before i literally think that that's what mandalorian aside from being like their first you could see it from they're like they're doing different directors for each episode they're i think it's a uh mandalorian's a testing ground I think the the other Marvel series are going to be that too. It's like, oh, who are we going to get the next hand directing the next handful of movies? Let's hand them a, an episode of Mandalorian yeah. and yeah. see what they and do. That, that's, that makes a lot of sense from from that perspective, uh, and and it makes it it makes for a more uh, a well tied, uh, well connected storyline for for hopefully the next trilogy or the next series of movies but and i actually uh, do think it's going to be feloni who if he might not be directing the next handful but i think it's going to be feloni and favreau who are going to be the kevin feige for the next handful of movies to be honest i think favreau and feloni have saved kathleen kennedy's ass yeah yeah uh because she did a terrible job with the prequels and i think I'm surprised she's surprised that she's still on the job right now. Um, and it's all thanks to John Favreau and Filoni and what they're able to do with this show. Yeah. And how they're able to right, I guess, the wrongs of some of past Star Wars sins. Yeah. Um, but we've been talking a lot of unfortunate things. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about good things. Because, oh my fucking God, I wanted... I've... That, Last night. Wait, wait. Before before we start that, can I can I just just honestly say sorry, uh, Charlie? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I. I'm sorry for for. I'm sorry for me. Is basically I'm gonna say I'm just gonna do a j- blanket stand. I was caught by surprise, and and much to the point of all the stuff we were uh, we were talking about, I should have probably taken a couple seconds to think yes. before I said body. something. I, mean, I just said something, and it just went, ah, oh, fuck. I mean, if that's not your life story, boy. I mean, when would you learn, but Not anyway, today. I'm so trying to be better, and I mostly still fail. It's just, <laughs> it's hard to break out of and patterns. We still love you, Damien. We it's still hard love you. to. Maybe, maybe Charlie and I will will trade spaces again. <laughs> um, but yes, let's Listen, talk about. Don't don't put me in this weird. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's. Oh, last night episode. I wished I was able to watch that episode with you guys because. I did too. I did too, honestly. I mean, first first of all, I was afraid that it was going to be a filler episode. 
you know, I felt I, that. I, I got that impression as well when I saw the runtime. Because I'm like, oh, this is a shorter. I, I'm like, this is a shorter episode. Mm, might be, you know, might be like a, a feel good filler episode or something. And then, boy, it was not. I mean, okay, I was on the verge of crying for the opening scenes. Kind of like yeah. up made me cry. I mean, just seeing, you know, Din Djarin just like. Grogu? And just seeing the interaction, it's like, oh, my daddy issues are coming back again because I wish someone would just call my name and just play ball with me. You know, it was just so fucking beautiful. You're gonna you're gonna make me cry now, Jesus Christ. The bond is so it's is it's solidifying between these two. It's like and this is like he's not just like telling him you know, just like, you know, do this or do that. He's actually trying to, like, be a dad and wanting him to get better and better. It's like, use your Jedi powers. You could do it. You could do it. It's like, ah, oh, gosh, I wish someone could play ball with me right now. <laughs> you know, it's just, it is. It was, I almost cried. No, seriously. It was that, and it was meant to be funny, but it was just amazing. It was a great opening Yo, thing. this man is going through something. I feel like we're not talking about that enough. <laughs> I, I have a ball for Eve. <laughs> Eve, I, I want, I want to support you. I don't know what that looks like, but I. Don't oh, want I'm, to I'm already you. fully supported. I'm perfectly fine. But you know what? There are okay. certain things that, I mean, there are things that get to you, as you say, Charlie. There have been times where you just need a good cry, you know, for some reason. Well, this one, just like, I like to see good representation of like responsible guys being dads you know and that's what i saw he's been killing yeah. people you know hunting them down and he's like he forgo he, he he suspended that life just to sacrifice for this child and that was just that was just a lovely thing yeah yeah and, then, and that's that's kind of and i think that's kind of like the, the tone for the for the entire episode Altogether, because you're seeing right into it. There were no deviating. There was no nope. pit stop. They went right to that ep to that planet, and I really appreciated that. I really did. Um, and then, damn, Boba Fett. So, so Boba Fett. Man. Just as yeah. someone, so I had suspected that that was the rumor from a couple episodes when you saw him from behind the, the ball. I was like, I bet you that's Boba Fett. And then as soon as I saw... So as a super, as a super Star Wars nerd, as soon as I saw the ship, I was like, is that, yeah. is that yeah. Slave yeah. 1? Yeah, that's, that's Slave 1. That's, that's, that's Boba Fett's sh ship. Yeah. And also fucking, oh God, Ming-Na Wen coming back. The fact that she lived. And I was yes. just like, uh... Also the fact that Disney... Kind of Vader, Disney Disney kind of likes her because she was on, you know... It's it's yeah. I think it's her her uh the quote unquote paying your dues or whatever of being on seven fucking seasons of Agents of Shield. <laughs> she was on that long. She was on all seven, almost oh. all seven seasons of that show. Yeah. Wow. Um, through the good the good parts of that show and the not great and the not good at all parts of that show, which was most of it. I'm amazed it lasted more than three seasons for that matter. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was, I think we talked about it, it was like, it was doomed from the get-go of trying to be, like, it could never decide whether it wanted to be a completely separate thing from the rest of the MSD, you know, from the movies, or be connected to the movies, and it just, yeah, 
they got real hamstrung like in the later seasons and they just couldn't they couldn't pull it together. The early seasons are actually pretty good. Like the first handful of seasons are pretty All good. All right, we got to stay on track. I'm yeah, sorry. About, uh, it, it, we don't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about something that does work. All right. Um you guys have seen Sorrows a lot. Was this the most epic Boba Fett that you've ever seen in all yes. Star Wars? Cuz yes. I was like damn, that's like some Jason Bourne shit. You know, yeah. it was ugly. The way he fucked up those stormtroopers, dude. The way he he just completely terrorized all of them. But but and here and here's what I love about Mandalorian is that once again they're they're adding dimension to these characters that we've known for years. They're adding context. So same as the the. Uh, uh, built on the sand, the sand people, for example. Uh, they're doing now for Boba Fett, where he's not. You know, we've always known him to be this this ruthless uh, bounty hunter, uh, who's you know who's just who's just out in the galaxy, uh, just hunting people down. But here. We we get to know him a little more in an entirely different way in just less than half an hour. Were you surprised that he wasn't after the child? No. Uh, and my question when you asked if this is the bad, most badass Boba Fett, I had to go, my first thought was to go Super Star Wars nerd on you and go canon or non-canon. We've only seen him in the movies. Canon yeah. or non-canon. We talking canon or non-canon? Because he's got whole he's got whole subplots and shit in in extended universe. Yeah, but that's in the books. That's what I mean. Oh, Are okay. we talking canon or non-canon? Canon, canon. canon then then definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stick with canon. Okay, then definitely, yeah. Uh, because I was just like I was floored by just the brutality, you know, and I think the age kind of makes him more of a hardened killer. Yeah. Because, I mean, granted, you only see him behind the mask, you know, in the in the original trilogy. But here, you just see the, his scars on his face and just, like, the anger and hate that he had for the Stormtroopers. Well, he had to crawl out of a fucking Sarlacc pit. Like, <laughs> he was being digested slowly for a thousand years. That's That'll fuck a guy up, you know? Like... Now, is this, just in case my memory is failing me, but is this the first time we see him without his helmet on? Yeah. Boba Fett, yes. Django Fett, no. Yeah. No, uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett, since he becomes a bounty hunter. Arene, because when you, you know, he was a pretty messed up kid, too. Like, in Clone Wars, he's he's got some little, he's got some little messed up little. So, in Attack of the Clones, we saw the father, Django Fett. And we saw him as a young boy. Yeah, That's and right. in Clone Wars yeah. the series, he has a couple little subplots of trying to get revenge on the people who. Exactly. I'm just trying to remember he tries to he tries to assassinate Mace Windu, and he's like ten. <laughs> and he tries yeah. to run a group of bounty hunters. For so, uh, I'm just I'm like trying to remember what what they showed of him in the prequel trilogy, and I think they they show him as a kid. Yeah, obviously without the suit. Um. And yeah, Django Fett was so kind of lame. I'm sorry. I mean, it was George Lucas, you know, movies. 
they didn't do a good job showing him being an awesome bounty hunter. It was not impressive at all. Yeah. No. Um, but, you know, seeing him, that was very impressive. Um, and just, I don't know, did you guys chuckle when you saw him in his armor again? It's like, this is, he's like every other American who's too fat for his old, like, uh, Letterman jacket, you know? Where he, he just, a little bit, a little bit of a... He was like, he, he, you are really forcing your gut into this armor. Well, you have no- when, I, when I saw, when they finally show him, when they finally show him in the armor, the first thing that's going through my head is, is this actually Boba Fett? Like, it is... I, I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying to like. I'm, I'm a little skeptical about where they're going with this, and if you know, if this is like legitimately Boba Fett, or you know, some other. So 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 let me let me confirm or clarify a couple of things about that. Um, so you have the guy who was originally in the suit in the original trilogy. Obviously, you're not going to have him. You're not going to have Jeremy Bullock playing him. Um, number two, you have to understand that even Boba, when he's a kid, is a clone of Django. Uh, and if you don't know, notice or not, the, the actor who played Django also plays Boba Fett. Uh, so... Y- if it's not Boba Fett, it's a clone trooper who thinks he's Boba Fett. I'm going to say that it is Boba Fett because it's that actor. It's the same guy. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's like if it isn't, there's o- there's only like one or two. The only other possibility is that he's a clone trooper who has adopted that name. And, and I doubt they're going to go that direction. And he was able to use whatever uh, identifier on his armor that proves his lineage to yeah. Django Fett. You yeah. Know? So that thing that he showed to the to the Mandalorian was his like sort of like ID tracker that this suit has been passed along uh, within his family line. You know. Um, and what I did appreciate was how they made a they made him kind of honorable. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Is that they they, they showed him they made him. Uh, you know this this empathetic figure, uh, this empathetic character, which is completely unlike anything we've seen before, and I really appreciated that. Like you, you okay? We've they're they're fleshing these characters out so much more than anything we've seen in the last thirty years of Star Wars. Uh, so. Yeah, he's 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 definitely a killer, and he will fuck people up, and he will destroy any stormtroopers in his way, and he'll break people's bones. But he's 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 got a softer side too. Well, I think the softer side is only towards other Mandalorians because they're adopting the same mindset. I don't know about Boba Fett, but he did mention that Jango was a foundling. Yes, he said it like Din Djarin was. He said so. There's a there's a bunch of stuff in there. Okay, so he, he said that uh, Django was a foundling, which means that like he was adopted into the Mandalorians. He was adopted into Death Watch essentially. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so if you go back and you see that, like, yeah. You watch Clone Wars, Rich. Yeah, yeah. You watch that. Uh, so Death Watch is who the Mandalorians became, uh, and it became a creed when it used to be a planet. So the one thing that they keep referencing is, uh, the and one of the reasons why Boba Fett is so sympathetic towards uh, Mando to Din Djarin is because, like, uh... You know, the Mandalorians were almost exterminate were mostly exterminated during the purge when the Empire went around, like basically they killed it off the Jedi and then they went off like also destroying all the people who could be a threat to them. And I think one of the reasons why you see Boba Fett as who he is, what they're kind of implying, is like he worked for the Empire. Or like as a freelancer, and then most of the time was working for the Empire, for the huts, for criminals. And then the Empire, he sees where that got him, which was like being thrown in the Sarlacc pit. He crawls out of the Sarlacc pit. The Empire is over. There's no, like he can still, like he's he's not part of the guild because the guild isn't really a thing when the Empire. So basically, I think I think it's just like, yeah, he, he went through some shit. <laughs> and he's finding something to reach out that's, like him some sort yeah. of commonality some sort of identity that he can relate to and anyone else who rocks an armor that looks like him who has the same mentality i, I think he's not gonna try to screw over like he would another you know, yeah another person. but also it's uh it is also pulling extended universe stuff whether they're deliberately whether it's like literally stuff from extended universe, there's a whole there's whole like things in extended universe like comic book stories. There's a whole like there's a handful of Boba Fett comic books, and one is where he actually like finds a group of Mandalorians and like it's the same sort of relationship. So it's I think they're still to like they're not acknowledging, but they are taking ideas from extended yeah, universe and, and making them canon. A bad thing. I think no, it isn't. Good yeah. For I think it's good that they can take there's because there's 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 some there's tons of interpretations and there's tons of 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 backstory in the extended universe. I am quite sure of it. It it just it's just a matter of applying those stories in a way that's cohesive to the overall arc of the series. And I think they're finally nailing this this part well with this series so i i per, i i don't have anything against them taking 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 oh, i don't either i love i love that they're doing that because <laughs> there's some great ideas in there that's just like i mean it's building up the universe that's beyond palpatine and skywalker you yeah know? it's like let's flesh out the universe um, let's flesh out what it is, what it means to be either part of the force, where it's not always yeah. going to be good or bad. You know, there's the middle way that. Yeah, and, and what, what the man, what Mandalorian is proving is that you can t you, that Star Wars uh, can tell many stories. It's not just about Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. Uh, it's it can be a whole a whole. You know, it's a limited, limitless array of stories that you can tell. It's actually a universe <laughs> that isn't about five people. Yes, and that's <laughs> kind of what I've always wanted. And I don't know 
um, what Star Wars fans want, but they should just want. And I think I think Filoni, I think mentioned this. You know, he doesn't write for fans. He writes for the universe to make sure that the story evolves properly, not just to keep things as conservative because it's a safe thing that the fans will want, but it as an actual logical evolution. Like this show is a perfect evolution in terms of not focusing on Boba Fett, but understanding what it is to be a Mandalorian through Din Djarin, you know, and what it's and what it's like to be what it's what it's like to see the underworld of Star Wars outside of Boba Fett, um, not Boba Fett, um, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. You know, yeah. seeing that underworld. And, dude, uh, did you cream your pants when you saw Bill Bergen in that? No, I didn't. But <laughs> no, I didn't, I but it made me laugh. Re- it made me laugh really hard. I had a good chuckle when I saw that. That is I did not cream my pants, but I did laugh really hard. I know you loved because I was waiting for it. I wanted. I will say that I was. I was secretly. I wanted it to be uh, somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, like I wanted when they left the planet and they went, and it turned out that he was actually going to see Gina Carano. I was just like, "Ooh, is he going to go get Ahsoka now?" That like, which which I get. I think he's going to do that too. But like, but like when they left the panel, I, I thought when he was landing on a different panel, planet that turned out to be the planet that like uh, Gina Carano's character was on, I thought he was landing on the planet that Ahsoka was on. I was just like, oh, is he go now that he has to like fight like the dark troopers and fucking Gene uh, Carlo Esposito's character is yeah. like he's going to get the one Jedi he knows. Think, I think that's it for her character on the Mandalorian. I mm. think she's moving on. I mean, dude, she's going after Thrawn, who's okay. bigger than Moff Sure, Gideon. sure, sure. So she has her own mission that, I mean, granted, I wanted her to, like, take care of, like, baby Grogu, my apologies. Yeah, and it's okay. Um, but I think she's got bigger threats to deal with right sure. now. And from what I've heard about that character, she needs to focus all of her energies on yeah. that guy and not deal with him. I mean, gr- I mean Grand Admiral Thrawn, as I pointed out i mean i haven't watched rebels apparently he's the big villain in rebels um he's also in extended universe a huge part of dark empire he's like the big post empire post return of the jedi guy who's like aside from palpatine because everyone thinks that palpatine is dead grand admiral thrawn becomes essentially the head of the empire of what's left of the empire in dark empire which is like the first which is extended universe post Return of the Jedi uh, stuff. So it's just like the fact that he they're bringing him in. It's just like connecting all these dots. And my big thing that I've always argued uh, from when we first started talking about Mandalorian is like I, when you're saying he doesn't write for the fans, I was just like, you know what? There's people who claim to be Star Wars fans. And I was like, uh, I've said if – Apologies to Rich. Uh, but if all you've watched is the movies, you're a Star Wars fan, but if you're saying that like he's betraying the fans, it's like, well, then which fans are you talking about? Because if you're talking well, yeah, about the fans I, who've I, just I, seen I've the movies... I claim to be this, this uh, hardcore Star Wars super nerd. Yeah. I'm, you know, but I, I know enough. I've, I've seen all the films, and I've 
watched a number of the side stories, but I, I, I'm absolutely sure there are plenty of much more knowledgeable fans. So, so my my thing that I always I always get a little upset about is like when people say it's like, oh, he says he's not writing for fans. I'm like, it's like, no, he he's writing for the people who actually are fans. Well, the people he is someone who's a fan of the extended universe. Yeah, and he knows the potential of. That it's a gold mine yeah. of information that should be brought out into main canon. Because the people who are the most upset, are the I mean, movie, the, 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 the people who are most upset about like, like the Last Jedi and right, Last Jedi especially, it was just like, yeah, he's betraying the true Star Wars fans, and I'm all that may as someone like, look, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm just a super, as you know, I'm just a super nerd in general. So there are just certain things that I just know a lot about, generally speaking. Star Wars happens to be one of them. Uh, I've been down a few rabbit holes. Like, when there weren't movies, I did. I went down a couple of extended universe rabbit holes. Uh, the biggest thing I've, I've did as far as, like, doing a deep dive on it was I did, I looked at one of those, here's the timeline of everything that's happened. That like included canon and extended universe stuff. And it was just like a summary. It's like here's the main, here's the timeline of everything from like extended universe pre movies to extended universe post movies to whatever that point was that I was reading whatever article I was reading. And there was a lot of information in there. Uh, there's a lot of side stuff that I didn't know about, but there's a lot of like main overarching storyline stuff that was in there. Uh, but yeah, it's like people were saying, it's like the true fans, they're upsetting the true fans. It's like, yeah, and my thing to them, that always upset me because I was like, have you actually read any? Are you, you only watch the movies? It's like, then you're not a true fan. You're, a, fair, you're a hypocrite. People who directed those movies are not true fans who probably did not read. I was just going to say that. Things. So their, yeah. only, their only basis of information, their only pool of knowledge that they could only rely on is what they've seen in the movies. Which was limited because, to be honest, George Lucas was limited in terms of well, his I could, I could, I could make you, I could, uh, my thing about, so J.J. Abrams was a big Star Wars fan. Do you know what helped Force Awakens? He had an even bigger Star Wars fan who was cast in a minor role in it, who literally, he said, he had long, couple hours long walks with where he broke it down for jj of like here's all the problems with it simon he made an simon peg he made simon peg made an entire series called spaced that like one of the underlying themes was just the main character bitching about the prequels yeah, like long walks is not gonna help a movie well no, no 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 but what i mean is is he had someone in his ear while making the force awakens i don't think he had someone like simon Pegg in his ear he had someone like kathleen kennedy in his ear he didn't have someone like simon Pegg in his ear he had kathleen kennedy and a handful of De disney execs in his ear telling him what he should do or shouldn't do in the third star wars and that's, movie. Why, I, and that's why ultimately i don't blame the directors all i don't much. either yeah i don't either i, I'm, I, I love really JJ. don't yeah, I and I, I love JJ and always have since 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 Lost, but uh, I don't blame and I don't blame uh, uh, Ryan Johnson either. 
they're ultimately they're 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 doing their job to the best of their ability while you know getting direction and feedback from the people above them uh and so they're no different in my eyes to the actors themselves and they're hired guns yeah which where i mean you want to talk about the this the the most recent episode when i saw who the director was i was just like i was just like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah he does action though he does action very well. I love um, that they had. I love that they got Robert Rodriguez for this yeah. episode. But it also, or, or it's just, just like, or just in general, it feels like, like what I was. You watch those episodes, and for the directors who have like a particular, when you watch those episodes, it's like, oh yeah, that that feels like that person, especially if it's like someone who has a definite like tone. It was just mm. like, oh, you know, minus having Antonio Banderas in it. Like, this feels like, like, it's, it's, it's El Mariachi, like, in the Star Wars universe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it feels, it definitely feels like, like the Taika, Taika episode, it's like, yeah, that feels like a, something that Taika yeah. directed. You know what I mean? Like, um, even like the, uh, yeah, the other directors, uh, the, uh, you know, you can't say the same thing about, Bryce Dallas Howard or or Carl Weathers or those people because you don't have stuff that you can refer to to be like they have a distinctive directing well, style. What I liked here it was like I know I'm being stupid. I'm sure directors have a plan. Sure. But seeing the Disney trilogy, you're I, I'm expecting no one has a plan. But with this show, they had a plan. They knew they need an. Uh, this episode was gonna be action oriented. Yeah. Don't force a square in a round ho- a hole. You get a director who can do action, and they got that in with Robert Rodriguez. They knew it was gonna be a short, compact episode because they blew a lot of money from the, from the episode before. Sure. So this has yeah. to be short, low budget, but visceral in terms of all I, of its. Action. And you hire and you hire the guy who's has made an entire career out of that. Yes. Hey, yep. Stuff that's short comes in under under budget is like can be done cheaply and quickly. Quickly, it's just like <laughs> yeah, low budget and very um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, there's a word for this. Um, it's like grungy. Yeah, you know, grindhouse. Uh, You're thinking grindhouse. Yes, grindhouse. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at. Yeah, it definitely. Fa- yeah. I mean, what even first, what was the first? So, remember Grindhouse? It was two movies, and it was uh, Death, Death, Death Proof was the one Death with Kurt Proof. Russell, Death and that was Quentin Tarantino. Planet, Planet Terror. Planet Terror. Thank Planet you. Terror was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Planet Terror is one of my favorite Robert Rodriguez movies. Yeah. And it was short and yeah. low budget. Yeah. Uh he like, look like however you might feel about his movies, you know, or, you know, he's just, he's another one who's just, dude, the guy has his own network, essentially, his own cable channel, El Rey. Oh, that's his? That's, that's his, yeah. And, like, he produces, like, a, not, like, there's, he produces a lot of stuff that's just on it, like, he's the, yeah, he's the guy behind El Rey. And it's just like, he just found a way, like even like he, you know, action movies, horror movies, and then he did a, a whole series of kids movies. Yeah, you know, the shark kids. 
Spy Kids, Spy Kids, and then the spin off, the spin offs of Spy Kids, and it's like he figured out a way to do that on like a kind of low budget, like like half of the people in that are people who are friends of his, (laughs) like, and he also the the great thing about the Spy Kids movies is like they're not condescending to kids. They're definitely kids' movies. They're definitely like the spe- the special effects are not great, but they're there's something about like the the sort of B B level level special effects that like feels right for what you're watching. You know what I mean? Like for the the type of kids' movie you're watching, it doesn't like the, the effects are cheesy, but they don't feel cheesy. In a, I, weirdly, like it, it. I mean, it does, doesn't look like uh, Justice League CG. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what you're trying to say. It looks better than that. No, it 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 doesn't. That's but it, it but but no, it doesn't. But you can tell that like they're going. For, they're not going for that. They're going for kind of fun and cheeky and like. But it's all done without like talking down to the kids like the kids are the main characters if anything it's like condescending towards the adults (laughs) like and then like you put them on like star wars is like okay this is as brutal as i think you could probably get away with almost as brutal as you could get away with in a star wars movie i mean dude you saw chunks of helmet yeah (laughs) yeah i'm like Damn. I mean, yes. yeah, you don't see any blood, but people get impaled by that thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, they're stormtroopers, but I felt bad for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's- but also, did you did you notice? Uh, and I, I think I'm I'm pretty sure that um, Favreau had had some say in this part, but some of the well, to- particularly at the end, those uh, those troopers that. That uh, go and and go take the and and take Grogu. They're 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 becoming more and more uh, Iron Man inspired. You're referring to the uh, the dark troopers, right? The dark troopers, yes. yeah, yes. yeah. What do you guys think about that? Because I was I was expecting something force wielding stormtroopers, but I guess that's not the case. No, no, they're just like super. Super mechs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw that. I, I instantly thought, all right, this, this, this must have been something that Favreau must. No, it's re- it's suggested. in Rebels. The Dark Troopers are in Rebels, from what I understand. Okay. The Dark Troopers okay. are in Rebels. It's just they are more Dark Vaderized versions of the Stormtroopers. They are Stormtroopers that have been given more mechanical parts. So they're essentially like they're. From what I understand, they're they're like they're like cyborgs, essentially. Yeah. So they look good. Um, yeah. And I kind of, what did you think about Grogu finally connecting with the Force? Um, do you think he'd be successful? Do you think he's gonna get reach out to a Jedi or maybe a Sith? I like how I like how they set that up because it there's it, it left a lot to to or you know to to wonder about and i'm sure that's gonna more of that's gonna be revealed in later episodes but if they finally show that uh grogu is making that more of a, a a connection with the force in and 
he clearly has, you know, he was making a connection and maybe got transported somewhere where we don't know. And we don't know what the, what the purpose of that artifact was, right? It, it, it could have been there exclusively for Jedi, but maybe not so. Maybe it's there, you know, that for other beings as well, like the Sith. Um, so, but I'm sure that more about what happened in that scene is going to be revealed later on. But it was, it was, it was nice to finally see that connection start to happen and and flesh out uh, Grogu's character a little bit more. I mean, between last week's episode and this, now we're getting to a new place with Grogu. We we learned his name. We learned a little more about his backstory, and here we are in 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 his further in refinement of his vast abilities and now you know i'm sure he's going to be using a lot of that in the upcoming episodes and and as far as options i mean we don't know who's we know that there's we know that there there are technically speaking at the if you're going by time period or because they they are very likely going to retcon some stuff if they keep going uh we know that Ahsoka, Leia, and Luke are all alive. I'm hoping they don't go the, the, you know, that family direction with, like, who they connect to because so far they've been able to avoid that for the most part. Um, I hope they continue to avoid that because there's there's so much more that they could do. They mentioned Mara Jade. I remember hearing that name. Reference in Star Wars books isn't she like some sort of like was she trained by? Yeah, I'm um, trying to think whether Mar Jade is Mar Jade is if to my if I'm remembering this correctly is also extended universe. I mean, if you're going extended universe, there's a bunch of people they could pull in <laughs> who are like either force sensitive or like that's the thing. It's it doesn't even have to be a Jedi, quote unquote. Because the Jedi are over, and and if you're this is post Return of the Jedi, pre the new trilogy. So as far as anyone knows, Palpatine is also dead. Um. So yeah, the only people aside from like Ahsoka, Luke, and Leia that he could contact are probably all people who are not, uh, who are not Jedi, necessarily. They could be people who use the Force. Because the Jedi aren't really around anymore, and that's a that's actually an extended universe thing, and a thing that in the Last Jedi they kind of implied, but then jettisoned completely. But they could pick up in this in the show is just like no, there are other people who could use the Force, uh, and because the Jedi are gone and the Sith are essentially gone, that doesn't mean that the person like like that anybody he contacts have to be a Jedi or a Sith. They just are people who are sensitive to the Force. So it's like, there's a there's a lot of... That's what makes it exciting. Like, there's there's a lot of things they could do with that. And, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what they might do with that. And then the, 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 the scene where I, I, I definitely lost my shit was... Uh, at the end, when they finally, when when they capture Grogu, he's on the ship and he's just he's just screwing around with the John the, the, the stormtroopers. No, no <laughs> fucks about his stormtroopers. It's like no, no, no. 
Let's see what what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he lets Grogu. He's like, wait, 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 wait. I got to see this. Let's see what he can do. <laughs> that was great. No respect at all for his stormtroopers. <laughs> at all. But is the Force choke. Yeah. The Sith do that, right? Uh, for the most part. Not necessarily. Wait, not necessarily. Because I, I thought that too. But... Um, it's not exclusive to the Sith because it, it's it. Um, Obi Wan did that. Uh, young Obi Wan did that in the prequel to the trilogy a couple of times. Okay. And and oh boy, does Anakin do it a lot in Clone, in Clone Wars? Wars. Yeah. Which actually one of the great one of the really great things about Clone Wars, if you watch it, is like the turn in Revenge of the Sith doesn't seem like such a sudden turn. In Revenge of the Sith, he was like, oh, this has been brewing for a while. <laughs> that, like, he has this... He's got some tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as they get, you know, they've been getting worse, like, as the series goes, as the war goes on. All it, That's the thing. That, I think, is one of the things that I really like about, um... About, uh... Clone Wars is it really actually one of the okay the, did some someone got on a team that you like Eve no I funded a Kickstarter oh okay awesome for a Todd McFarlane spawn figure and it's about to get uh, mailed oh in the okay. next few weeks so sweet it's, like, it's a, a super posable spawn figure and I've been looking for a spawn pit figure for a long time so Damn it! I'm loving the holidays. Yeah, I guess it's fair for me so far. Fair. Oh, and congratulations on the new acquisition. Oh I yeah. Mean. I mean, I, I was telling Jamie, the hunt has been on since last month. Are you do you know definitely that it's? Yeah. I okay. Will be getting it'll be delivered sometime next week. So, okay. As I was yeah, saying, exciting. You know, this is exciting. I've Who did hunting. you order from? PC Richards. Okay. He had a connect. Yeah, uh, a, cor- a corker of mine told me that she has like either a relative or friend who works there, and apparently, uh, it's not known like that. There's a they have a set schedule as to when they uh, allow people to order online and when they mm-hmm. make available. So I heard ten o'clock. I woke up really early this morning, around like <laughs> nine o'clock, and oh my gosh, I, I was able to order it, and I didn't get an L. So, as a Knicks fan and Jets fan, I was very used to getting L's for a long time. I've got none but L's every day trying to order this shit on PS5. And today is like, wow, a win. I'm not used to this at all. Sure. I have not won at all this year. So, I felt really good. And plus, I'm getting that spawn action figure. Wow, it's going to be an awesome couple gonna weeks. It's going to be a nice holiday. Are you going to cry? Um, no, no, um, uh, no more tears uh, anymore. Just only, just, just, I'm just living the good life. Just living the good life. With my video games Solid, and bro. my spawn figure. It's, it's going to be happy. Does it come with Spider-Man? The PS5? Uh, no, no, but I did. I, I was forced to order a bundle. So it was a little, I didn't, I got the console <clears throat> and the game. And an extra controller. Mm-hmm. So that was pricey. But I'm just happy I got that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got Spider-Man. So 
I can't wait to play that because I hear that it's set in Harlem. Um, they've yep. woven some uh, Black Lives Matter issues into the game, so I can't wait to see how that flushes out. And I, I was telling Jamie, I almost cried at the end of the Spider-Man game in twenty, the 2018 Spider-Man game. Huh. It was... He gets shit on, and he gets shit on some more in this video game. And the story is a very Spider-Man story. The, the PS4 Spider-Man. PS4 I heard Spider-Man. that. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. and it's... it's. And I did not think they would go there, but they went there. It's very... It it's it's heart. very Spider-Man. It broke my heart. It's very Spider-Man. And, <laughs> and I, I can't wait to play this game because I, I, I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And, I love and apparently they they are uh, so the God the rumors surrounding that game that like the stuff that they've included that's like Spider Verse stuff. There's all yes. there is. I've read so many really uh, like like really like just people they got to boys to do like they're they're. I, I heard that they're doing like a bunch of into Spider Verse stuff as part of the game. That and they've included stuff that's like, that's I've great. even heard that they've included stuff that's teasers for like the, I would the, hope the, so. the next movie. I'm gonna take a look at who are the voice actors for this. Yeah, because um, I love the cast of Into the Spider Verse, and I just love everything related to this property. So I, I'm just like, re- I'm like Christmas Day. There, I'm ba- backlog on some games because. Pants keep on telling me I have to play Last of Us. I want to play it, but I don't want to play it on my PS4 because it's a piece of shit to me right now. So <laughs> this week I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, he's home. It's like Dang, it's like he's, fine, he's only eating it's caviar. Like he's been married to this your boo for all, all this time, and you he see this hot foxy twenty year old, <laughs> and I don't want to see this. I I want I want pie, you know. Uh, you, no, I want. I want pussy. I don't want pie anymore. Fabulous widower. The way, the speed with which you'll move on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, shoot, you know, a fancy new item comes along. Oh yeah, I am checking that out. So I I can't wait to toss that. I out. I still occasionally play the PS2. I mean, I'm just dude. I I still play my PS3 because um, there are like a few PS3 games I still love and that still are really appropriate. And plus. My PS3 is the only thing that can play my PS1 games. Actually, the last thing I played was on, like, I think it was on the Xbox 360. It was one of the Arkham games. I can't remember which Arkham game it was. Speaking of the previous uh, PlayStations, did anyone here uh, get into the Metal Gear Solid series? Oh, yeah. I yeah, and that. Uh, and uh, what's-his-name is going to... Oscar be, Isaac. Is gonna, yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. They're finally doing it. They've, like... This thing has been rumored about and talked about for, I think, years. Like, there were they, they talks about maybe making it a movie at some point. And to be fair, the guy who created the game series Hideo is Kojima. just as bad as a writer as George Lucas. Oh, it's terrible. So, so <laughs> I'm. Yeah, yeah no, what I was going to no say about there. that was I'm setting my expectations real low. Well, first of all, well, first of all, it's a Sony movie. Let's not let's not forget that part. It's yeah, a Sony movie. Do you not so remember my... Venom? I mean, Venom is a mm. enjoyable bad movie. It's yeah, enjoyable yeah. Bad exactly. Movie, but it's still a bad movie. But but we're talking exactly. about Venom. We're we're 
let's let's just uh think for a second of uh of uh, uh get to take a second of uh what's a good no 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 what's a good what's a good video game movie oh wait there are none <laughs> it's just Look, there's ones that I really yeah, like. There's ones that I rank. <laughs> is that actually based on a video? No. no okay. But it is a movie. That I mean, there are there are. I mean, look, game. there are game. There are movies that are that are video game like that are fantastic. That's crank. Um, no, I mean I think the raid I, movies. Like, um, I think a lot of people like the Sonic movie. I didn't watch it, but... Like, I didn't either. It's not... We're not the target uh, audience yeah, for that. I'm surprised, because the, the trailers for those, for that movie looked... I mean, it just seemed like it was going to be a pretty bad movie. So yeah. when it actually came out, and that was actually... I think that was the last movie in theaters before the, the pandemic hit and shut everything down. But I, I was surprised to see how well-reviewed it was, considering... That most people had, I think, I, I think we could agree that most people had their expectations set pretty low for for the yeah. But to be fair, the the game franchise is meant to be cinematic. So you, I mean, yeah, it's the writing is convoluted, but you can make a really good act. I mean, it, the entire series is, is about a mil, the military industrial complex and nuclear yes. proliferation. Proliferation, so you could definitely weave like Jason Bourne type of shit into this, um, and he's not a type of character who needs to have like a special, you know, video game suit. You know, it's just like, is he going to be a good spy? You know, is he gonna be fighting giant mechs? The only requirement for this movie is that they're gonna be giant mechs that he fights. That is all. So, so here's my here's my counter argument to that: is you want to make a good Metal Gear Solid movie, jettison all of that. Just make it about him being like uh, a spy. You cannot have big. As soon as you stick big mechs, you get, you get, you get an invitation for it to be. It's called Metal Gear Solid because the mech is called a Metal Gear. Yeah, you need to be a little. I, I would. I'll agree with both of you. In you, you want to keep an essence of the game. And you know what makes Metal Gear Solid for sure, but there are things that. What I love about that game, what I loved playing repeatedly uh, on the PS2, was just the, the gameplay itself. The just the, the stealth, uh, the game tactics. Yes. You know, just See, that's that's what. Sneaking yeah. up on people and stuffing them into like a locker, and just uh, just. The way the storyline would start, but the, then it just went completely bonkers midway through the game, and it, it it would just get pretty out there and just very fantastical. And like it, you either have to go Batman Begins, or you have to go the other direction. I don't think there's a way you could because there's other movies that try and balance that, and they end up being terrible. That being said. Uh, as far as video game movies, uh, there is the series of movies that are awful, but there there are now like nine of them, and that's the Resident Evil movies <laughs> made their own little weird subgenre of like yeah. B movie. None of them are good, by the way. Um, no. they're entertaining, right. 
Uh, I think they, I think they hit a point like later, which is like they weren't even trying to be like serious anymore. It's like, and yeah. Uh, and historically, most most adaptations of 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 video game, uh, most movie adaptations of video games are historically very bad. Yeah, I haven't seen the most recent Tomb Raider. I don't. I have no idea. I didn't oh. have to watch it. I played the video game. The that video was the game. impression that I got. The PS3 Tomb Raider is, which is the movies, what the movie's based on, is an amazing game. Um, I have no. That's the other problem you run into is is a a great game is a different experience, storytelling wise and everything from a from like trying to see a two hour movie. I mean the the the, the worst one of those movies that I've seen, mostly because it's like wow. You spent so much money to make such a terrible movie. Was World of Warcraft? That movie was so bad. It was on like it was it was on like cable. Also Final Fantasy. The CG one. Yeah, that was bad. It was just okay. It wasn't there yet. The CG wasn't there yet. Yeah, I I tried to watch it because it looked cool, but visually stunning. But yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So my only hope is for like this Metal Gear movie to give me a story that makes sense. Cause sure. I've never had a Metal Gear game where the story just just flowed, you know, constantly. Yeah. So I'm curious about that. I mean, yeah. Oscar Isaac, he looks dope. He's a great actor. I can't wait to see. I just hope that Tony doesn't fuck it up. You know, I just hope that. Yeah. Well, 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 here, here. Go ahead. I- I have more faith in him playing the character well, but um, I'm, 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 I agree with Eve in, in that. I just my expectations are low with Sony. I know. did not know you were a Metal Gear fan. You see, you learn something new every day. So, so, so can I can I, and this kind of a little bit circles back to uh, what I was saying before about like. Uh, what you're seeing versus what's actually important about the movie. It was just like, actually, honestly, uh, I, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I don't care who's playing him. I don't care that it's Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar Isaac, but it doesn't matter who's writing it, who's directing it. Because if the writer and the director aren't people who are good at their jobs, it doesn't matter who's playing the character at all. Yeah. It'll be a shitty movie. You could have an Oscar. There's plenty of examples of... Oscar winners, great actors. I mean, Star Wars prequels are a great fucking example. You have a bunch of people in those movies, the prequels, who are great actors giving really terrible performances because they're working off an awful script. Like my thing that I always go back to in Revenge of the Sith that I joke, I make it, I mean, it's a beating a dead horse joke about it at this point, but you just watch Ewan McGregor you can literally, in some scenes, see him physically straining <laughs> to make that script work up to his. There are scenes in that movie where you, you, it, you're looking at him like, and it looks like he's physically straining to make bad dialogue work. <laughs> like it's just painful. And it's like, is it, they're, they're, Natalie Portman's not a bad actor. She's mm-hmm. terrible in those movies. Samuel Jackson's not a bad actor. He's awful in those movies. 
Christopher Lee is is. I'm not gonna say he's a great actor, but but Christopher Christopher Lee is very good at at doing that. And even he's actually he's one of the few bright sport spots because it's like you hired exactly the guy you needed to do that, and he's doing exactly what you hired him to do. Uh, he's the same in Lord of the Rings when he's playing Saruman. Is like you hired, you know, when you hired Christopher Lee, you know exactly who you're putting on screen, and you're getting exactly who you cast. Like someone has to balance out the negativity from you. I'm hoping that Sony will do this right. I mean, it's Metal Gear. It's not like they're forcing a Venom or a Carnage. So I'm hoping that they'll yeah. just let whoever is doing the directing and doing the writing to do their thing in the hope yeah. that they make a really good action movie. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. Action movie with big... I mean, you all know I love big giant robots, you know? Sure. So I just want that shit to work out. Yeah. You know, it's not that hard to please me. You know, no, it's. Big I mean, it's. Robots it's robots or big giant monsters. Either way. Yeah. You, you know. It's. It's. Look. Do you it's, see yourself in robots, Eve? Do I see myself in robots? Yes. No. Okay. Wait, Just I don't understand. I don't understand. Like in a robot, like you take his brain and you stick it in a robot, or like he's operating a giant mech. I'm a child of the '80s, Charlie. I grew oh, up no, with I'm... Voltron. When you ask that, yeah, when you ask that question, are you at, yeah, I was like, you put his, exactly, you put his brain in a robot, or is he piloting one of the lions? Like, or do you mean it's philosophically? A, it's a spiritual question. Okay. Is it, is, is it like, you know, do you feel like you found your other in a robot? No, I mean, I kind of would like to see myself in a mansion. You know, my, my dreams have evolved as I've aged. Um, but when it comes to movie watching, I mean, as Jamie can attest to, I will squeal with glee if I see a giant blazing sword coming out of a big giant mecha. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, so will I. I remember, I remember years ago when we went to see the very first Transformers movie uh, that I think was directed by Michael Bay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Eve lost his mind when mm-hmm. Optimus Prime first showed up i'll never forget it peter collin i I think the entire theater heard him is epic yeah i I was gonna (laughs) say that too i was i was gonna be i was gonna be like look even in the later films which are (laughs) god awful when you hear peter collin's voice you just it just turns you you not to you get goosebumps but you also go to like uh apparently you have low battery you should plug in plugging your pad. Uh, we're losing we're losing you. No, don't worry about it. Um but yeah, it's it's that it also it's it's a voice that transports you if you're of a certain age, you're 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 10 years old again when you hear that voice. Like it's just yeah. it's just what happens. Uh and also, I mean, in fairness, like the first Transformers movie, you definitely can I mean, Spielberg, like, produced it, but you can definitely kind of feel Spielberg's fingertips all over that movie. There's stuff in that film that feels very Spielberg and less Michael Bay. And then the longer the movies went on, they felt more Michael Bay and less Steven Spielberg. (laughs) So, yeah. 
I think we. Yeah, that was. I mean, listen, Charlie. You like your movies. I like mine. I'm not apologizing for shit. All right. I didn't tell you to apologize for anything. Well, you know, we made the we. Yeah, we we made we made the argument. Uh, we had a whole discussion last podcast about loving terrible movies, like terrible Van Damme movies. Uh, there's like a special place. In, like it's that whole thing. It was like if you don't love certain terrible movies, then you're missing out on like eighty percent the movie. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, we grew up in an era of terrible movies. Yeah. And- the nostalgia factor just makes them just so appealing. I mean, yeah, they're bad, but god damn it, you know, shit like the Last Dragon is still going to be dope and awesome. I, I can't help Look, it. We all, we all, I think we all have our share of bad movies that that we enjoy. You know, I certainly, I have, I okay, and Charlie, Charlie, I think Charlie has discovered this over the past year or so, but I love a a bad shoot em up action movie. Like... There's no such thing as bad shoot em up action movie. Oh, yeah, there is, but... Headlines. Look, is or really like... Like, headlines. original... Like, old school Michael Bay. With all the explosions. I'm talking The Rock. That was I'm talking... Great, that movie. Was great movie. What? what? Great movie. What else? It's a great movie. Yeah. I agree. Oh my God, what it's an awesome movie. What Char- is the one that Charlie. you said has the highest kill count? Ever? Oh, Commando. That's the one. Commando. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's Dude, what I'm talking about. It's also an Arnold Schwarzenegger. He kills <laughs> the world, man. It is crime. <laughs> that movie is so holy. So here's the thing. What's that, wrong with you, Charlie? No, 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 no. What is wrong with you? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. That is a terrible movie. Fuck you. No, 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 no. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Let me clarify that. Let me clarify. I will fucking murder you. Let me clarify that statement. Commando is fucking awesome, man. I'm a. So here's the thing. This is this is the problem that I run into when I talk about these movies. Movies. No, 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 wait. Let me let me clarify that statement because when I say that, people get the wrong idea. It's a bad movie. It's awesome. It's awesomely bad. I love Commando. I love Command. Like, so they're what is it? They're they're like. Three or four movies. No, yeah. There are four early Schwarzenegger movies that I love the shit out of. And they are all terrible movies. <laughs> and I love them. I love them so much. And those four movies are Commando. Amazing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Amazing, amazingly bad. No, I love amazing. that movie. Predator. Amazing. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I love Predator. The ultimate yes. bro handshake? Oh, come on. Yes. I mean, that Charlie intro. being, that uh, intro. as they say, a feminazi won't appreciate awesome shit like that. But two bros being bros? Come on, man. Come it's on. it's it's got it's it's got so many th- predators got so many things to love in that so you got mm-hmm. you got Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, Sonny Latham. Mm-hmm. Oh, Awesome dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I love that movie. Um, uh, both Conan the Conan the Barbarian. Uh, Destroyer. No, I don't like. That. 
I love so no 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 no. I love Destroyer. I love Conan the Destroyer because how many fucking movies can you have both Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking Wilt Chamberlain in it playing a guy named Boombata of all things and having a little this little white girl just yelling Boombata in the most inappropriate way and the fact that it's Wilt Chamberlain of all people in that movie oh my that movie is so epically like like it's one of those movies it's bad but it's so epically bad that it's like it's like it's like it 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 it's was this made in a parallel universe like how does this exist as a kid i knew that was shit that shit was not fun (laughs) i i could not get down with destroyer oh god i love that movie so commando was one of the best five dollar purchases i've made on itunes and the other best five five dollar purchase was uh, a 90s classic that Charlie was a trooper with this, Charlie's but we got through it, was the classic known as the, 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 the Samuel L. Jackson classic, Snakes on a Plane. Eh, but it's not, see, see here's, the, here's, here's where that... That snake bit a lady at the titty. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what am I watching? Look, that movie's terrible, but that's in a different... So so that... So here's the thing. Wait, we didn't see Snakes on the Plane? So, not in the theater, no. Not with Uh, you. So here's the thing. I... Yes, Snakes on a Plane, a very entertaining, terrible movie. Also very self-aware, terrible movie. Yes. Um... My, one of my favorite movies that's in that category is fucking Lake Placid. Lake Placid, it's the giant crocodile in like a little town. Uh, like Oliver Platt, fucking Bill Pullman, uh, Betty White tells Bill Pullman to go fuck himself. It's it's fucking it's great. It, that movie's fucking great. But it's also a movie that knows exactly what it is. Like, and I don't know. I think. The Schwarzenegger movies are in a Schwarzenegger is is for me a special case because throughout, with the possible exception of the Conan movie, Conan movies, Schwarzenegger kind of always knew like had a sense of humor about himself. You can see like the 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 ridiculous catchphrase, like not catchphrases, but the ridiculous shit he says. I mean, stick around. Like the end of fucking Commando, or he, yeah, like I mean that was that was Ar- epic Arnold of the, of that era that Charlie can't appreciate. I mean, you watch it because one Arnold Schwarzenegger can't act, and two, yeah, those one-liners are just best. Get in the job. I mean, he was, I mean, if you grew up, he, he, in he that was area, an original he, puns. And that he era, came up with the original that. puns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, so where, yeah, where, where I make, where I make the the distinction, yeah, is that Uh. Schwarzenegger was what makes Schwarzenegger, I think, stand in a category of his own in that. Don't lose your head. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In that, in that category is that he really early on kind of 
like really early in his career like grasped that like oh it works better when i'm funny you know what i mean understood that what he was doing was kind of ridiculous really early on and then the movie that really shifted it over for him as far as like now he really knows how is is uh kindergarten cop that movie's brilliant because it's yeah. it's him playing the character that he plays in all of those 80s movies and placing him in an environment that he does not belong. And, that, like, of all Schwarzenegger's movies, like, that movie might be the most brilliant one he's ever been in. Because... I enjoyed that movie. I, yeah. I remember, I remember really, like, I enjoyed that um, movie. I love Jingle All the Way. I love The Last Action Hero. Last Action... Dude, Last Action Hero got really critically panned. Last Action Hero is actually, like, there are parts of that that are... One of the problems with that movie is, like, way, it's way ahead of its time in the fact that it's it's almost like... Oh, God, this is going to sound way too, like, artsy-fartsy for the movie I'm talking about. But it's 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 really postmodern in, like, the way that it's self-aware. Uh yeah, I have a special place in my heart for that movie, even though most people think it's awful. Yeah, I actually never cared for True Lies. And <gasps> Blasphemy. I like that one. I, I, you know, I, I like Air, it. Pro- really I like problematic it. Arab explain. stereotypes let me, aside. Yeah. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. I, I couldn't quite enjoy True Lies as much as I did other Arnold films, other movies, other Arnold movies, because of Tom Arnold. I found him very distracting and very annoying. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. But as a contrast, uh, I think it took Stallone way too long to not take himself so seriously. Uh, it took it took Van Damme till maybe five years ago to realize that oh man, you should try being funny because you're funny unintentionally. And that's what made, like, uh, Zong Claude Van Johnson, like, the, the short-lived sh- series on, I think it was Amazon, so brilliant, or it was on Hulu, so brilliant it was that it was him, like, finally, dude, make fun of yourself. Like, it's, you have to, you should have realized how ridiculous this was way earlier. Um, but, yeah.